So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. Big voice, where are you? Big voice, where are you? From the 102.7 ESPN studios in Austin, Texas, this is the Jeff and Ed Show. Thanks so very much, big voice, and welcome aboard. 12 days, 7 hours, and 23 minutes from the Super Bowl. This is Sports Talk, Jeff and Ed, Ed and Jeff. I'm joined today by my buddy Brandon. Brandon, Hi. how are you? Hey, I'm great. Hey, thank you for the P. Terry French fries, my friend. Very delicious. sitting right here for you. Very delicious yeah. and nutritious. It smells like a P. Terry. Very healthy. Very healthy. Uh, Garrett is on the, the push and the button. Say hello, G-Man. How yo, are yo. you? Jeff Ward is not here. As I detailed yesterday, uh, Garrett, you weren't here. Brandon was here. I walk into this room, and it smells like Vicks Vapor Rub. It's like he enveloped his whole body with Vicks Vapor Rub, and he said, oh, no, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> he called in sick today. Yep. Jeff Ward, my friend. He doesn't friends, do that. He never calls in sick. He never calls yeah. in sick. Sex. He never calls in sex. He never calls in that either. Never calls in sick. We're getting so, crazy here. Yeah, he's sick, and hopefully he'll be back later this week. But we're we're here. Three are here, and we invite you to join us at five one two eight three four one zero two seven. We will take your calls. We will take your calls today. This can't be right. It's I said twelve days, seven hours, and twenty two minutes. It's not seven hours. Because right now it's just after four o'clock and kickoffs after five thirty. This may be Japan time or something. This may be Taylor Swift time in Tokyo. Maybe it's West Coast time. Maybe so. Uh, but the Super Bowl is uh, front and center again, as it will be until the game a week from Sunday in Viva, Viva, Viva Las Vegas, Kansas City at San Francisco. I, I check the lines all the time, fellas. I don't know if y'all have today. When we left yesterday, it was San Francisco minus one, but I'm seeing mm-hmm. San Francisco minus two in some deals. So I don't know. That means that there's play on San Francisco. So it's going to be one or two as that point matters because very seldom do we have uber-close Super Bowl games. Yeah, that's interesting because I remember watching that game and Brock Purdy might be the luckiest quarterback I've ever seen. Tell me why. Well, for one thing, that Brandon IU catch. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, if if uh, he doesn't catch that, we don't. You know, it could have been a whole different ball game. We know we don't even know if they scored a touchdown there. Listen, listen. He, that should have been intercepted. It was in that guy's hands. So many things happen in that game. You don't. If you're Detroit, you don't blow a 17 to seven halftime lead. They were running the ball beautifully in the first half. Everything was working. And then that was the game changer, I believe, Brandon. You're exactly right. When it was going to be a cinch interception, but in fact, it led to uh, Ayuk touchdown to a, a play later. So things went right. Dan Campbell. Remain Dan Campbell. You know, I was listening to another radio show today mm-hmm. talking about, hey, you can knock Dan Campbell for a lot of things, but he was true to his own self. He's a Madden coach. All day long, he was true. He They liked, they ran the ball beautifully. He stuck to the game plan, and he was reckless mm-hmm. and adventurous on fourth downs all year long, and he, he, he stayed with the person he is. Saying that, 
I still think you got to say, hey, we can go up by three scores. Let's go do it and put some real pressure on the last player taken in the NFL draft, Brock Purdy. True. However, what got you there? What Doing got you what there? they did all yeah. year. They they did that same thing all year. They did. They may or not get got, had you know gotten into those uh, situations as often, right? Or in such an important game, right? However, you as a team understand that that's what you're going to do, and you have to be okay with that because I'm sure they game plan that all week. And if Josh Reynolds caught one of those four oh, yeah, downs, exactly. the game would be over, and we'd yeah. be talking about a whole different team. We would be talking about, hey, what a ballsy guy that is, uh, Campbell, for for going at it. But it's funny you say that too about the score too, because yeah. I was watching it with a guy who's from Michigan, the big time Lions fan, right? And uh, he was saying that what scared him the most is this team doesn't like to score in the second half. And he was he was all excited about being up to what was it twenty one seven, but he was like in the back of my mind. If they don't score yeah. at least a touchdown, right. I'm going to be worried. Right. And case in point, same thing happened. Uh, but he, he, as a fan who watches that team every game, he did not flinch when they went forward on fourth down every time. Like, he knew it was coming, too. Even the Dallas game, when they uh, moved back to have a, a two-point conversion oh, yeah. on s- seven yards instead of two yards, that was the only thing I could say, you know. But... He 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 was true to himself all game long, and, and you know, I, I admire him about that. I yeah, admire him about that. It, it sucks that it it's the way it is because I was rooting for the Lions. Obviously, I'm not a 49ers fan at all. I can't stand them. Can't mm-hmm. believe we're we have to watch them in the Super Bowl again. But I I enjoy the way Dan Campbell plays, and like I said, he's a Madden quarterback. He is what you do as a as a Madden player. Right, you go for it every chance you get because. That's what got you to the championship See, game. See, that, that's a generational. You just said he's a Madden player, yeah. meaning the, the video the game. The video game. Madden deal. I'm old. I, 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 get, give me some damn points. Welcome give me to the some, new world. I know. I mean, he's, he's the only the world one right yeah. now who's doing that. Which not, but, no, no. Brandon Staley did. Uh, Brandon well, Staley got fired. Even Andy Reid did it uh, in the game uh, with KC and the Ravens. He did it and, and uh, didn't get the three points. So. Well, I mean, they're in the Super Bowl and... And Brandon Staley got fired because he clearly didn't do him right. We've got a caller on. we got a caller. Let's go to the call. Who is it, G-Man? Who is it? Dave. Dave. Hello, Dave. Welcome. You're on 1027 ESPN. Go hey, ahead, uh, Dave. Hi, Dave. I hope Jeff feels better. Simply. Oh. Uh, uh, I wanted to say, uh, the Super Bowl, I'm probably going to like San Francisco, but it's going to be Kansas City. Just because. I hope you're right. I have a good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ed, I'm going to have that shindig in my house, Super Bowl. I know you're probably busy. But if if y'all come, I do ribeyes. If y'all don't show up, Woo! I'm gonna do sirloin. You gonna have ribeyes? Okay, ribeyes. You gonna have pretty? Show up. Gonna have ribeyes and pretty girls there? Yeah, you better show up. Well, better show up. How are you? By the way, how are you feeling, Dave? How are you feeling? Are you medically you feeling, I'm feeling better? Pretty good. Just trying to be positive and good. I still got a lot of doctor visits, guys. I'm not trying to bring the whole ship down. Got to be positive. Hey, listen. I feel pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Well, keep keep yeah. feeling good. Keep feeling good. All right. And thanks for the call. Thanks, I appreciate guys. that. Thank you, Dave. Bye. Bye-bye now. He, he brought up a good point that, you know, San Francisco, and I'm looking at another website. I think this is, what is this? This is Super Bowl odds from DraftKings. San Francisco minus two, so it's gone up in a day. I wonder why. I, I don't know. I, I don't know because. I haven't heard any news from any, any team. Nothing, nothing. Well, the only thing, uh, Aminahu, uh, the former long oh, right, is right. out for a vet, and sure. he was a key part of that defense. But I'm, that might have moved the line. But he brings us a good point. Can you 
bet against Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl? No way. Can you no bet way. against Mahomes? Four Super Bowls in six years. Amazing. It's hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to bet against someone who's always there. Yes. And he knows how to play in those right. games. He, he knows He's also the most flexible quarterback I've ever seen in oh, my yeah. entire life. Oh, yeah. Flexible, and he was able to— you remember that play, right, when he got taken down by the ankles, but he kind of yeah. rolled or morphed his way around right. and yeah. back in? The, the dude's amazing. I give credit, though, to the other side uh, of the field, Brock Purdy, the last player chosen, Mr. Revelant. Can you imagine that first day at at training camp for San Francisco and all the veterans? He was QB3 his first year. He was QB3, for but that first practice, they're going, who is that guy? The last player chosen in the draft. You think uh, they regretted Trading Trey Lance, or you think they're happy? With no, Brock I Purdy? think I think they're exceedingly happy. Yeah, exceedingly happy. But it's amazing because I remember I watched Brock Purdy play for Iowa State in the COVID game mm-hmm. at DKR. That was a that was the old game. Uh, my, our, our old partner Beto, we were three sections away. We're going. How are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm re- doing this fine. I remember that. About 10,000 people at the stadium. It was weird. It was weird. Long- at least you got to go. Oh, yeah, we got to I go. That was fun. Yeah, Longhorns lost that game. But I just mm-hmm. admire Purdy a lot. I, I don't put him in the elite status of NFL quarterbacks, but he gets the job done. But if you're looking strictly at quarterbacks, okay, let's put it this way. Garrett, uh, uh, two minutes to play. What quarterback would you, current quarterback, would you want the ball in his hands to lead your team to a touchdown? Go. Mahomes. Geno Smith. <laughs> Brandon, what did you say? What did you say? I, I didn't hear. You I say Geno Smith? Yes, he did. Hey, he, he was the most clutch quarterback this year. Oh, please. He had the most game-winning drives. Eat your French fries. He had the most game-winning drives of any quarterback this season. Look it up. But I still would go with probably Mahomes. I would, or, I would go with Or ja- Lamar Jackson. Our Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. My guy, Jake Browning. (laughs) (laughs) Go dogs. I would would still go, well, Lamar. Lamar Jackson, who's going to be named the MVP. I mean, he was great all year. Oh, undoubtedly, he was great. If it came down to it, you you would not flinch if Lamar Lamar Jackson was your quarterback, regardless of the situation. No, you would not. You would not at all. But uh, But Brock Purdy, I guess you could say that you, you could definitely feel comfortable with him there. Also, I guess it depends on who he's throwing it to because we only know we only know what who is who he's thrown it to, which are some of the most elite catchers. Oh, Kittle and Debo. Yeah. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk. Yeah. Uh, Those are three unbelievable receivers. Yeah. I mean all he has to do is just get it close and they'll get it. Right. So but I, I, maybe I, put him in some in a sub party. Yeah. Like what do you think he would do in Cleveland? Not much. Well, I say that. I say that. Flacco did a whole lot, and he wasn't much, but he reared his ugly head against the loss to the Texans. But, no, I think it's a perfect situation where he does not have to be the star. Patrick Mahomes has to be the star. He has to be the star of that team. I mean, he still has Travis Kelsey, who will probably go down as one of the best tight ends of football. He does, but I still think he is. And I I would pick Mahomes now to be my quarterback to that last-minute drive, but he is the star and I, I know people hate when you say, oh, he's a game manager. That's but, not a bad thing. But Brock Purdy is a game manager. But it's not a bad thing, especially if you win. You're getting it done. Right. Brock Purdy You only has, need to do what you need to do to win the game. In, in, the, in the two 
Well, he's been, Brock Purdy's been in three playoff games, I guess. Yeah, last year he got he got one now, right? Well, he's at four and one. Okay, four, four and one or five and one. Well, the only loss is when he got his arm got separated from his body against Philadelphia last year. So yeah, he, he's four and one. He has done something that Dak Prescott has never ever done: come from behind in a playoff game, and Brock Purdy has done it the last two games, mm-hmm. and they're down seventeen to seven, and they look listless, they look uh, inept, nothing's going right. And they got they got fortunate because of the the should have been an interception and they get it for and they make a touchdown. But he's to let that sink in, Cowboy fans. He's done something that Dak Prescott has never would done. Would you call that coaching or would you call that he just can't get it done? Dak Prescott? Yeah. I would call that a combination of both. Ouch. Mostly he can't get it done when the marbles are on the line okay when the big money's on the line he can do it in week number 7 against uh, the dolphins or against minnesota but when playoff time comes around let's be honest and i like dak he's Can't not been able to do it he's not been able to do it but for cowboy fans i get frustrated every time i think about the cowboys and when you look at the other teams making moves with head coaches and things like that and the cowboys are status quo they're staying put and to me, that is not going to bode well for the Cowboys next year. Maybe they'll have another good year in the East Division. I think the Eagles are going to be back. Washington will still be bad. If New York can But they court- got the second pick in the draft. Yeah, they do. But can they coach up the North Carolina quarterback, which it probably will be? What's his name? May. Yeah, Drake May. Drake I mean, May. Who, was, who was their quarterback the last quarter of the season? The guy from other guy from North Carolina. What was his name? Again, I'm uh, old. Yeah, not sure. We he's, can't remember his name. Sure. Yet he's, he actually played pretty decent. He's another so you ma- get like a really good quarterback in there. They might actually have a chance. Well, Jeff and I fight about this all the time. If you get a good quarterback and you get a head coach and a few other supporting players, you're gonna win. I give you the Houston Texans, who did that this year. They did that. Well, think. Of, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, think about this. You may have Dan Quinn back as your defensive coordinator, coordinator again, and. If things don't go well this year, he may be your head coach next year. He uh, it seemed like it was see, all but all for like him going somewhere else, but there's two spots left and they both want the, the deal? Ravens see, defensive coordinator. Seattle and Washington. Washington. Seattle, Washington. And the uh Lions defensive coordinator said no. Offensive today. coordinator. Offensive said, coordinator. Yeah, said he wants to he wants one more go with Detroit. One more go with Detroit. And, and so Ben McDonald is, or I'm sorry, John McDonald. Ben McDonald. Mike, Mike McDonald. Pitcher, LSU. Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator, is basically the hot man on the street with two two teams both vying for him. Yeah. And last I heard, Seattle was the last team to talk to him. What's your what's your Seattle people tell you? They want him bad. They want Oh yeah. They want McDonald. That's why they waited this whole time to talk to him. Really? They waited for them to be out of the well, they had to. Yeah. But I think this was their guy. I I really think it was down to him or Ben Johnson and who was going to get hired first, and then the next guy would just go there. No, no, Bill Belichick. But I also heard that Mike Kafka might be up. Mike for, Kafka is, is up there. Kafka. I think he's the he was the offensive coordinator for the Giants. Yeah, yeah, he's Oof. a he's a good coach. So I've heard, but he was suffered because of the injuries with the New York Football Giants. So uh, that's that's the scuttlebutt right now. That's the rumor mill. I just still in Florida. I thought Dan Quinn was right. a lock to get a coach, get a head coaching job. I thought Belichick was, and by the way. The old coach of the uh, the Atlanta Falcons is now going to be the offensive coordinator. Somebody got to look that up. He, the guy that got fired, Bijan oh, uh, Robinson. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
What was his name? Yeah, formal name, very formal name. <laughs> we, yeah. We're doing really good on names, today. names today. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Bijan, by the way, Bijan was at the game Thanks last night. Thanks for listening, night. you guys. Uh, Bijan was also at uh, the Longhorn game last night. Okay. Saw Bijan from a first Unfortunate distance. outcome, but a fun game to be yeah, at. Yeah, we'll oh touch God. on that a little later. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun game to be at, unfortunately, for the Longhorns. It didn't go their way. It's a lot of fight, though. You know, a, a lot, lot of fight. fight, but... They may not be, you know, the team they were the last couple of years, but I've got some encouraging news make them later about. I, I saw Joe Landardi late last night on television after I got back home from the game. He had some what appears to be good news for Longhorn basketball fans. We'll get into that later. But we're talking about the NFL right now. Early thoughts on the Super Bowl. Are you on Team Mahomes or you're on the Team San Francisco? We'll discuss that and much, much more. We got to take a break. More on 1027 ESPN after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. You're listening to The Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Hey, thanks, big voice. Welcome back. 1027 ESPN. I'm Ed Clements. Jeff uh, is out. He is sick. This is a day that I have not seen. Uh, I've worked with Jeff many years. He never takes a day off sick, but I knew he was sick yesterday because he smelled like Vicks Vapor Rub. It is if someone applied Vicks Vapor Rub from head to toe. Well, you said that like it's a bad thing. No, it's a good thing, but this room, the room is very pleasant today because it smells like P. Terry's French fries, <laughs> which is a really good thing. You know what P. Terry used to do for a living? What? He was a tennis coach in Abilene, oh. Texas. Well, that's random. Yeah, How do you go that, from that to one of the most, one of the best burger chains in Austin? He taught tennis in Abilene in my hometown of Brownwood, and his his dream when he was teaching tennis was, I've always wanted to open a hamburger joint. And some people I know said, okay, we'll go in business with you. We'll stake you. Why don't you come to Austin? And he built his first hamburger joint here, and the rest, they say, is history. We thank him much. We the thank American you. dream. We Absolutely. thank you, Patrick Terry. I had the chicken burger today, but it was amazing. Really, nice. really good guy, too. Very philanthropic. Uh, one day, he does this one day, he does uh, one day every year. All its proceeds go to, like, the Ark of the Capital area or hospice or things like that. Very philanthropic. He's, he's also active on Twitter. Is he? I've, I've mentioned P. Terry's, and he'll just kind of tweet back at you. Really? I didn't, I didn't tag anyone. Uh-huh. I didn't tag P. Terry's or anyone, but he... He kind of like keeps an eye out really? on, on people talking to, about P. Terry's. I need to get... Uh, and of course, it was nothing bad. Nothing, of course, nothing bad. But Jeff will be back hopefully later this week. We're talking about the Super Bowl, which is a week from Sunday, which I hate. Let me just say this. I don't like this week off. The game should be played this coming Sunday. They need a break. Period. No, they, they don't need, need a break. They don't hurt, need man. a break. Give them a week to They're to professionals. Rest. They're professionals. They don't need a break. They just played 24 straight weeks. Well, well 23. Well, see, that's one thing I hadn't thought well, of. 24 Brandon. or whatever. I just, you know, I love pro football. And I'm going to be in a terrible funk uh, the, we, the, on February the 12th. Yeah, just think, they, they've been playing football since, what, April? No. Practicing? No. Training? Well, well they, they train year-round I mean, yeah, now. Yeah, but, but truly, you know, that, in, that's in a July, lot. In July, when when the training camps. They'll mid-July. actually get some time off, and, you know, they get to sit down and talk to the media all day. Yeah. So nine been doing, months straight. Nine, nine months straight, months and it does straight. take well, a while. Non-stop uh, you football brought, You brought this to the out, forefront. Yeah, you're right. Staying in a mode. It's tough. They yeah. need a break. Wear and tear. And it's not like the college game where we have that goofball break of, well, yeah, you got a month after. College football gets two buys. 
Well, college football gets a month off, or yeah, just about a month off after the uh, the conference championships, and then. That's why I was very shocked to see how bad my team came out that that day. Well, your team came out bad for the national team. That's what I'm saying. They had a month to get ready. Yeah, but they get looked pretty damn good against Texas. I'll say we're talking about Brandon's old home school, the Washington. I didn't say it. I know. I did. I said it. I said it. Two and O, baby. Pardon me. <laughs> Last me. two years, right? Right. Yeah, two and O. I personally don't want to see your team again. <laughs> just let me just say that. I mean, you won't recognize them when you do. No, so. I, I saw your team two years in a row in bowl games, and both I went home loser. That eighty percent, eighty percent of that team is gone. Wow. Yeah. Eighty percent of 80% the team is gone. Either went to the NFL or transferred out. Wow. Yeah. Only a couple went to Bama because we don't care about DeBoer anymore. Isn't that something that I was shocked? When Texas got Bama's best wide receiver, and now Ohio State has Bama's best defensive back. You know why? M-O-N-E-Y. They all took pay cuts to play for Saban because they knew that it meant more, and you know they had a better shot of making it to the NFL. Right. Now he's gone. I mean, obviously DeBoer is a great coach, but he's, un- you know, you don't, they don't know what they're getting in him, and they knew they could get more money somewhere else. I mean, when you put your name in the transfer portal for something like this, you can easily withdraw it whenever you want, but you just have 30 days. Right. And so all they had to do was put their name in there, and all the teams can be like, I'm going to give you this much money. Yeah. And they're like, peace, deuces. Peace out. Alabama. Well, let me just say that this is how – Well, I know we're going to talk about more than the NFL. I want to bring up this story about Tennessee today. We talked about – you were just talking about money. And why did the Texas Longhorns get the best wide receiver from Alabama? I would say two things. He wanted wanted to play. Well, hold on here. He (laughs) wanted on. He he, set himself up for that. He said it was a business proposition. I'm not. I'm not. The good for him. I'm happy for him. But I think he would not have gone to a school that did not have a history of passing or Steve's. He came here for Steve Sarkeesian, and he came here for the money and the Lamborghinis. It's the easiest decision you could ever make. The if easiest. Texas wants you, you're going to go. Right. I'm it, sorry. Right. And yeah. I'm saying that as a Washington fan. This young man is going to get well paid. Yeah. Quinn Ewers is getting well paid. And he's in Austin. Arch Manning, well paid. Up and down the line. Last night at the game at halftime, they honored the two-time defending national champion, Texas volleyball team. Heck yeah. The NIL has filtered all the way down to volleyball. Texas got the best player, the best player in college volleyball, mm-hmm. put her name in the transfer portal, and wow, we she ended up to Texas. Two reasons. Ka-ching. The winning heritage of Texas, but M-O-N-E-Y. This is why this story I'm about to tell you is so ridiculous today. The University of Tennessee is under NCAA investigation for violations related to name, image, and likeness, sources told ESPN. The investigation puts the volunteers in the crosshairs for potential sanctions as repeat violators. Tennessee is fresh off an NCAA ruling in the summer of 2023 in which was charged with 18 level one violations. Blah, blah, blah. The current allegations, according to sources, include the potential for the enforcement staff to charge multiple level one and level two violations. The case involves activity related to Spry Sports Group, which is Tennessee's primary NIL collective. Okay. What'd they do? Stop right there. Stop right there. Uh... Every university now has a collective. Mm-hmm. The University of Texas has multiple collectives. Uh, from the baseball to the football, there's even one for golf now. NCAA, how dare they go after Tennessee for NIO violations? Good Lord. Yeah, how do you violate something that's not even well-maintained anyway? Exactly, exactly. It's, it is 
<sighs> Does it say what they did? I'm trying to see. It's just it's talking about uh, da 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 da. It's t- it's tied to this sports group. I'm I'm, I'm looking. It, I mean, aren't those sports? Aren't those groups just people who donate to them? Donate to the group, and then they get to disperse the money as yeah. needed. The uh, Tennessee says. The NCAA's allegations are factually untrue. Moreover, it's intellectually dishonest for the NCAA enforcement staff to pursue infractions cases as if student-athletes have no NIL rights and if an institutions have all the functioning post-Alstron, what, what does that mean, with a clear and unchanging set of rules. Unchange, un, unchanging mm-hmm. rules. There, no, there, there are no rules out there. Mm-hmm. There are no rules. There are no rules. But this is the NCAA trying to flex their muscles and they have no more muscle because this is ridiculous if you're going to investigate tennessee when you come into college station when you come into austin when you go into norman and los angeles Mm -hmm. because they're doling out cash they're doling out cars they're doling out everything and you're going to tennessee and say oh there may be a violation there give me a break there are no more rules there are no more rules i know at the university of texas i've been told that when these collectives meet with the potential student athlete, head coaches are not in the room, but mom and dads are in the room. Other representatives for these students are in Lawyers. the room. Lawyers are in the room, more than likely, copping deals. This whole thing is wild, wild west. And the NCAA, it, they're so feckless. It's also not clear what they violated. Exactly, they did say they're not. They're not clear on why in, they're improper, being investigated. Improper deal. And if they're looking, they, they mentioned the, uh, this uh, quarterback for Tennessee. I think because they found out he's getting a lot of money and got Lamborghinis or Mercedes or something like well, that. So? So what Everybody's now? doing that. You've caused this NCAA. You've had the chance to to put guardrails up. And you know what? You dang well didn't do it. You didn't do it. This is professional college sports personified in all sports. In all sports. So it's something we've got to live with until there's another realignment in college football. This is what I chime in, fellas. I believe there's going to be another realignment. Of course. Probably four major conferences, giant conferences. That's when you can get a Nick Saban or a Mac Brown or somebody else to say, okay, let's somewhat curtail the madness. The cow's already out of the barn. You're not going to reel it all in, but they're going to, with the, mo- the money they will make, with four conferences and the TV deals, they can say, okay, here's our allotment. Each school has this amount of money. You dole it out as you see. You think it, that's actually going to happen? It could. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. You're making it too fair. I know. It, it's, it's not <laughs> going to happen. The playing field will be too even. It's that's the, the problem. It's not going to be happen because you're going to have some alum in Norman or Los Angeles or Austin or College exactly. Station or Houston say, uh, yeah, you can have your guardrails and here, here's their here's their, their profit sharing or whatever you want to call it, but I'm going to juice it up a little bit by giving this recruit. So. Yeah, that just it sets up a whole new bunch of issues and more violations that right, will get right. done. So this is ridiculous, circus. ridiculous, and I side with Tennessee on this. And if they're going to go get Tennessee... You're going to have to go after you, everyone. Bingo. Yeah. And Tennessee's going to start squawking about <laughs> Texas and A&M and what and it's going to be, listen, th- we got to deal with it. And I, I forgot where I was today. 
uh, and I talked to a friend. Oh, I talked. I was in a meeting. Talked to a friend. Said I'm sick of all this. I don't think it's good for college football. I said I don't think it's good for college football either. But it is what it is now. It chased away two of the best coaches in college football. It did. Nick Saban and Chris Peterson. Right. Like they knew they saw what was coming, or at least Chris Peterson did, and then Nick Saban realized he can't compete anymore because money is talking too much. Money is talking too much. And they don't have enough down there. You know, you can't go off name alone anymore. Gone are the days that players would say, I want to go play play for Nick Saban or I've always wanted to be a Texas Longhorn. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a fight in Texas A&M. Maggie. I mean, those are still out there, but you know, money talks now. So yeah. it for, for the elite, takes a little bit more. For the elite of the elite, money will be talking, and it's going to continue to talk on this deal. And I, I like. I don't know. I I like NIL. I think it's great. I think the players finally get what they deserve, and they definitely deserve this because you know they're they're putting their bodies on the line once upon a time for basically nothing nothing for a free ride which is great all that's great you know you get free room and board you get free you know tuition meals all that stuff but you know if you get hurt right you lose your career it's oh it's over exactly you don't have anything to fall back on i've always wanted them to be paid somewhat but this is it's getting ridiculous stage when you know the well they let it go that's the problem they just kind of opened the door and said good luck yeah and they needed to restrict it. They needed to do something. And they didn't do it. I'm just glad they didn't let Congress get involved. Oh, just, you know. yeah, that's the last. You want to get those boneheads <laughs> in Congress or those eggheads? They're trying. The state capitol to get involved in that. You know, ridiculous. you don't want that to happen. But, yeah, that's the latest on this Tennessee situation. But it's ridiculous. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And if, if NCAA says, yes, we are, we are uh, leveling these allegations, Tennessee's going to file suit. And they're gonna, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. It's typical of NCAA. They have to put someone at the forefront. They have to make someone the face of whatever violations they had so they set a precedent. Yeah. And, of course, they go after Tennessee. They go after Tennessee because <laughs> Tennessee has a history of cheating. Yeah, well. A cheating, cheating, cheating. Okay, uh, more on pro football right now. I saw this, and this is amazing. The game, the early game Sunday, Kansas City at Baltimore was the most watched non-Super Bowl uh, program on CBS in 30 years. 55 million viewers watched the Chiefs and the Ravens. It was a good game. It was a great game. It was a great game. Do you give uh, the story I read today, Garrett, do you give any credence to this story I read today that credited not only a wonderful football game, but they credited Taylor Swift (laughs) as getting viewers? I mean, Taylor Swift, I, I I don't get it. She gets millions and millions and millions of views, and the game is sitting right there. Why? I mean, I don't. It, it's getting ridiculous. I'm sorry. It, it's getting. It's getting very. Now, what is getting ridiculous? The- her popularity, her, her, um, her sphere, her aura. Mm-hmm. It's getting. It's like a circus act. Are you in the camp? And there was some Baltimore fan that yelled at Taylor, very rudely, said, "You're ruining football." I don't. I don't think she's ruining no, football. No. I don't think I she's. saw today that it was calculated. They calculated how much she's shown uh, percentage wise for an entire football game, and it's 0.4%. It's 0.4% of the entire that's broadcast that much. she's on there. No, that's yeah. not very much. It's, it's really just when Travis Kelsey does something catches a pass, drops a pass, scores yeah, a touchdown. Scores a touchdown. That's, yeah, that's about it. I, yeah. Honestly, that yeah, I can see why it, it, that can feel a little silly, but I think she's done great things for the game, honestly, because. She's bringing in new viewers, mm-hmm. a lot of new viewers. 
you know, and then you look at uh, what's his name, uh, the fullback for San Francisco. Uh, was it Kyle Juszczyk? Mm-hmm. The guy from Harvard? Yep. Yeah, so his wife was making clothes. Yes. She made them specifically for for Taylor. Uh, for Mahomes and, and Swift. Yeah, the 87, yeah. the red deal. And she got a deal today to, she's she can use the NFL trademark now and sell it. How fantastic is I that? Mean, and that? And I think that, and what she makes, are they're really cool. I, yeah. I, I obviously can't wear one, but... Why you don't know, you wear one? Uh, I'm not we're, a woman. Wear a lot of wear a lot of ladies' clothes. <laughs> I don't wear me. a lot of ladies' clothes, but maybe we get one of those. Yeah, it's just I, I feel like I feel like what she's done, she's not doing. It's everybody else is doing it around her. Yeah, that she she's just she's just showing up to the games. I think I think all this conspiracy theory talk about you know her boosting and Biden and whatever stupid stuff that is. Well, that was a story. Out she's of New really York just Times showing yesterday. up to support her boyfriend. Yeah, and then everything else is just kind of growing around her and that's not her fault she's no, just there to watch I, a game I don't think it's her fault either she's a phenomenon and what's her song I like Gary can you find that song she I just like? happens to be one of the what's most popular song? musical artists in yeah. the world right now and she's allowed to love guys she's okay? allowed to love and she found Travis Kelsey good for them I'm just amazed though because some people have said oh, it's good she ruins no she doesn't ruin any NFL so what they show her uh, in the skybox, it just sounds like Brittany. an agenda. People want to get mad be- just because she's on there. Like, no, I don't. Like, and like it was calculated. 0.4 percent of the time of every broadcast she's been on, in during yeah. each game, yeah, 0.4 percent of the broadcast. Well, That's and, it. and you know the story we talked about yesterday. Will she make it back for the Super Bowl? Well, of course, she's going to make it back. She'd be, you know, she'd get a space station. Like or it or not, because Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, she is going to be a storyline. It is what it is. We made that happen because we didn't stop talking about it. And we constantly complained about it, which then just, you know, it just made it grow into a bigger monster than it right. probably should have been. And this is a song I like, Brandon. Jack it up there. Yeah, this is ruining my YouTube yeah. algorithm. What? We was. <laughs> Oh, that's a good song. We play this every time. It's old out here, though. Yeah, it's very old. Really? It's very old. 14 years old. 14 years old? How old was she when she made it? About 19? I remember I saw her open up for Rascal Flats in 2008. Get out of town. I love Rascal Flats. Jeff hates Rascal Flats. I don't like either anymore, but it was cool at the time. I'll be darned. Well, I'm happy for that fullback's wife for San Francisco. That dude's not making He's not making much money. I mean, she's about to make some money. Oh, yeah. I, he's making good money. The amount of times they've been to the playoffs, yeah. all the endorsements they get for that, all the bonuses they get for that. He's a very popular player in San Francisco. I bet he's making a good Are they? Money. Are they going to have that in kid sizes, too, or just adult sizes? I would think so. I don't know. She's fully trademarked by the NFL now. Jeff's little girl, I think that's what he should get her for her birthday or Christmas. Don't you, Garrett? Absolutely. Let's pre-order one for oh, yeah. Jeff. I got his. I got his, gift. I got his email and left his debit card with him one time. I can. I got it all the information. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, Taylor Swift here on one zero two seven. Now on the fifty five million viewers, uh, most watched non Super Bowl on CBS in thirty years. What held the record? Uh, Real quick by CBS. Okay, breaking Kyle, news. Breaking news. Kyle Juszczyk in twenty twenty one signed a. Five-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal. Oh damn it! I with, thought it was uh, nine point six million guaranteed. I thought he was si- sleeping on the streets of San Francisco. Four million dollar signing bonus. So. Oh well, you know, hell. I, I bet they're doing okay. I think they're doing really, really good. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, most watched non-Super Bowl program on CBS since what? Since what? Thirty years ago. Cheers. Oh, no, thirty years ago, CBS. It's cheers. No, I guess it'd be Frazier. Oh God. 
1984 Olympics. Oh. It was the last one. Yeah, the most no. highly rated. I was thinking sitcoms. Non-Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. So it was uh, the Olympics in 84. That was the... Wasn't that the Nancy Kerrigan... You know, I was two years away from being born, so I'm not really sure. Son of a... <laughs> no, that wasn't Nancy Kerrigan. That was like 92. God, I'm old. You weren't... How were you in 84? You weren't born? 84, I was negative two. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I'm so not that's, even that was, That's actually almost 40 years ago. That's not 30 years ago. That's four, 40 years that's ago. That's almost 40 years ago. Damn. It's like 38, 39 years ago. Yeah. Thanks I, for that. I watched Appreciate some that. of that Summer Olympics from a bar in San Francisco. I was at a, a bar in San Francisco with my father watching the Olympics. I was a glimmer of hope. Well, good for you. Aren't you young? <laughs> Aren't you young and spry? Okay. I, yeah, sometimes. When we come back, more on uh, things at the Super Bowl. We have room for you. 512-834-1027. Where are you leaning right now? Are you on Are you on Team Mahomes or Team San Francisco? Team Mahomes, Team Brock Purdy, and... Uh, what do you think about the Super Bowl? More things about the Super Bowl also a little later. Some Texas Longhorn basketball talk. They released the Big 12 football schedule, and I kind of went, oh, heck. Oh, heck. No Texas and no Oklahoma in that. We'll talk about that. And much, much more, 102.7 ESPN. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Check out the podcast page at 1027ESPN.com. Now back to the Jeff and Ed Show. Thanks. Welcome back to the show. I'm Ed Clements. Jeff's gone today under the weather. I'm joined by my good buddy Brandon, producer Hello. Brandon. We call him now. He's talk show host Brandon. Hey. And producer Garrett, also producer Garrett, talk show host Garrett. Yo, hey. Yo. Uh, glad you're with us here on 1027ESPN. Uh, we've got college basketball this weekend. It's a dang fine game, too. Uh, Duke. Versus North Carolina. Here. These will all be aired on our station. Yeah, uh, here on 1027 ESPN, Duke versus Carolina. That's going to be this Saturday at 515. Always fun to watch. Uh, always fun to watch that game. Uh, just got a message from my friend Tyler Fellman of KVUE-TV. Weekend know Sports that name guy. Very well. guy. He, he, was, he just sent me this picture. He said, is that you? <laughs> oh, Look my at gosh. That. Is that you? That's me. Wow. That's me. What was that? Was that Friday Night Lights or Friday something? Friday Night Lights. Yeah, he wow. was watching Friday Night Lights. What did you do me. on that show? I was. I. <laughs> it was. I was a really great. Actor. I never watched it. You, wh- hold on. I, I've seen the movie. Get out of this room. See the movie. Get the hell right. out of here. See you guys. See, See you. you go home. Go. Uh, I'm you on never, vacation. Then you never watched it. I watched one episode. You have Netflix. Uh, no, I do not. I'm sorry. You got I don't, Netflix? I don't pay Garrett? for you streaming. I do, yeah. Have you watched Friday Night Lights, It's a Lights, fantastic Garrett? show. Have you watched Friday Night Lights? You I have? have, yeah. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember him in it? No. Oh, oh And the heart. point's taken away. <laughs> I was heavier, and I had a full beard and glasses. I remember your beard. And Tyler said, is that you? Yeah, it's me. I was in there about four episodes. <laughs> well, what episode? What, what scene is that? Can that you is set a, that up? Because okay. you, you didn't let anyone who's okay. listening know. That was in the first Friday Night Lights I was in. Okay. It was uh, year number one of the show, and that scene was shot right over there in the KLBJ studios. Did it still look like that? It still looked like that, but they came in. We finished the sports show. Jeff went home because he wasn't in it. And the, <laughs> the Friday Night Lights people came and cleared out all the stuff that said KLBJ, and it made it a different station. Uh, and, yeah. we. So tried. that's you on the radio? Are uh-huh. you doing the play-by-play? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing Buddy Garrity, the big booster of uh, Dylan and uh, 
a quarterback that had moved to Dillon from New Orleans after Katrina. Okay. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. His maybe name, I'll, maybe I'll watch find a way was, to watch some of that. Please watch it. The quarterback was name is Voodoo. Mm-hmm. And he was going to be the number one quarterback and it had a, like a 25 second interview uh, with Voodoo. What were you thinking all those years when you were what were you thinking all those days when you were stuck in the uh, in the Superdome not knowing if you're going to live or die? That was one of my lines. Did they pay you pretty well? Uh, I still get residuals. I still get about. But they gave uh, you a nice little chunk no, of change. No, no, no. It was seven hundred fifty bucks, which is fine. Had a great time. Wow. Kept the wardrobe too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Little did they know. <laughs> but no, thank you, Tyler. For and yeah, it's on Netflix now. Friday Night Lights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Tyler. So okay, back to pro football. Here's a fun deal. I, th- I hope it's fun for you. Well, we have to. We got to go take a break. Okay, it'll be fun the next segment. I'm doing tease. my job. Another tease. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'll just set it up right now. We're down to two teams, San Fran and Kansas City. They're 12 losing teams in the playoffs. Think about this during the break. Of the 12 losing teams, the Buccaneers, the Steelers, the Browns, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Packers, Texans, Cowboys, Lions, Good Eagles. Memory. Bills, which one of those teams will be in the Super Bowl next year, if any? Ooh. I've got I've got a team that's not on that list that wasn't uh, one of the playoff teams. We'll talk about give that. us a call. Give us a call. Who do you think will be in the Super Bowl next year? That is among the twelve losing teams, or somebody outside of those twelve losing teams. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven. Back with more right after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements. Afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.